to a surprising discovery at the White House. What was it? A bag of suspicious white powder believed to be cocaine was found in an area except, uh, accessible rather to tour groups, and the president and his family were out of town at the time. The Secret Service is investigating now. Skylar Henry has the latest from the White House. Skylar, good morning to you. This is quite a surprise. Certainly is, Gail. Ah, uh, certainly is a surprise, Gail. Fortunately, the president and his family weren't there, and tour groups are traipsing through the White House library all the time, dropping cocaine and all kinds of other things there. What's the matter with those people touring the White House? Hunter was there 48 hours earlier, but pay no attention to that. Probably had nothing to do with it. Probably a tourist dropping their very expensive cocaine in the White House library. I actually think the tourists walk by the door to the library and don't, don't go parading through the library looking for copies of Gender Queer to, to thumb through. But at CBS News, that's their take. Oh, don't look here. Look over there. Hunter was doing his cocaine at Camp David over the long weekend. Pay no attention. Well, happy uh, happy Wednesday to you. It's hump day, hump day. That means Hillary Clinton has to, you know, be out of the house all day because Bill, maybe that cocaine because there are some headlines saying, yeah, Eric Trump, or what do they say? Donald Trump Jr. left the cocaine there how many years ago? You morons. There was sitting right there in plain sight. And yeah, probably they didn't look there over the last couple of years. That's probably what happened. Maybe Bill Clinton left it there. It's been there since Bill Clinton was, you know, um, uh, he had that innovative internship program. It was very innovative. Remember that? With the cigars and the whole the whole thing. And, uh, you know, Mona Lewinsky, an old friend of mine. I know Monica Lewinsky. I haven't seen her. In, I don't think anybody's seen her in quite some time. In fact, maybe we should check. Uh, see if she's okay, because Monica Lewinsky, she wasn't the bad guy of the story. You know, uh, it was the prince and the showgirl. She was the showgirl. The prince was the bad guy there. But uh, never mind that. Speaking of the bad guy, remember this uh, woman, Alyssa Heinerscheid? Heinerscheid? Heinerscheid. That's there, still looking for her at The Hague. Um, Alyssa Heinerscheid, she went to Harvard, then she went to the Wharton School, then she was hired by Anheuser-Busch. Uh, to implement the worst marketing idea in the history of the world. And she's uh, made $27 billion disappear. Um, Even Bernie Madoff only made $13 billion disappear. And he went to prison for life, and then he died, right? And he he died in prison because they threw him. And Alyssa Heinerscheid is going to be hired by another company to implement another incredibly bad Harvard idea, I think. But now it turns out that uh, the Bud Light disastrous pro-transgender marketing campaign uh, now causing major job losses. Here we are months later as uh, bottle suppliers start shutting down. They got bottle suppliers. They got uh, in a couple of different states, they're shutting down bottling plants. Also, um, uh, I, I asked questions yesterday. I'm a, I'm a curious guy, so I asked questions out with a couple of friends on a, at a, a sports bar yesterday, just yesterday. And uh, it was a holiday. It was the 4th of July. And, um, and I talked to a guy that I've known for years and years who is like one of the manager guys at this uh, sports bar place, right? And um, 
And I, I said, because he, I, I was getting something other than Bud Light, but he's known me for years as a Bud Light drinker, but I stopped drinking Bud Light when Elisa Heinerscheidt uh, poisoned the brand and uh, blew up the most successful beer brand in Western civilization, quite literally. And uh, she blew it because she had a good idea, and she's a moron who went to Harvard. A lot of morons go to Harvard and graduate from Harvard. Have you noticed that? Uh, Hunter went to Yale Law School. He went to law school at Yale. But uh, never mind that. So I talked to this friend of mine, and um, Javier, and uh, he's from another country, and he's a great guy. And, and, I, and, and I was getting a beer, and I said, well, what do you have? Uh, you know, I started looking at my options, and I, and I got uh, something. And, and, he, um, and he said, you're not drinking Bud Light anymore. I said, no. He says, why is you know, everybody avoiding Bud Light these days? And he doesn't know about the controversy. And I had, a, I had a, English as a second language and stuff. And so I explained to him that this Elisa Heinerscheidt, you know, lady who went to Harvard, decided that uh, it was the beer of transgenderism and that was the way to go and uh, that she's destroyed the brand. And, and she said, I can't believe it. She said that their, their Bud distributor came into the restaurant, the bar, uh, a, a week ago or so while I was away in uh, Europe on the sea cruise, Europe and Africa, uh, Spain and Morocco and Portugal on the, the annual sea cruise, which you could have come along on, and uh, but there is next year's. Next year's you can come along on still, and um, and and he said that the distributor came in and there's and there are these two guys who are regulars at the at the bar and they always used to be Bud Light drinkers but they're not anymore, and one of them went over and decided to get into a you know just engage in conversation with the uh, uh, the Bud Light distributor woman and apparently became kind of rude. She was offended and she's had enough of this, and, and it uh, got a little shouty, and she left and said she's not coming back, right? So uh, my friend asked me, what, you know, what is up with this? Why all this? And I explained. And then he told me that they normally order, historically, 10 to 12 cases of bottles of Bud Light a week. 10 to 12 cases of bottles of Bud Light per week. And that's over the course of decades, just perfectly normal. Uh, and, uh, and he said, and I haven't ordered Bud Light in more than a month now. And the last shipment I had was 10 cases, and I still have five cases left. And this is in very liberal, this is in the city of Washington, D.C. It's not in Virginia. Uh, it's not in Maryland. It's in Washington, D.C. And uh, so more than a month ago, 10 cases, more than a month, only sold about five cases of bottles of Bud Light when he normally orders 10 to 12 cases a week. One place. Their distributor came in, left in a huff because, you know, people were making fun of her. And that's what the Democrats have done. And on our sea cruise, there was a nice man from Maryland who uh, has uh, family friends that are Bud Light distributors, and they've been beer distributors, beer distributor family in Maryland for 90 years and they are now, for the first time ever, looking at laying people off and reducing the size of their operation because a woman named Alicia Heinerscheid, who went to Harvard and Wharton, had a really, really bad idea and was able to implement it. Yeah, Bud Light's disastrous pro-trans marketing sparks major job losses as bottle suppliers start shutting down, is the story. Bud Light self-destruction after botched TikTok promotion with clownish 
male-to-female trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney, resulting in what Deutsche Bank, and uh, 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 their big analyst there, Mitchellist Mitchell Collette, recently said the permanent loss of nearly 25% of its business has forced at least one of its, bot- its glass bottling producers to shut down plants. Just uh, amazing. They, uh, they're preparing to close uh, plants in North Carolina and Louisiana, and there will be job losses, perhaps in the hundreds, just in this one instance, uh, because Alicia Heinerscheid is a leftist, and she had an idea, and it was a really bad idea, but the dimwits uh, had to, uh, at Anheuser-Busch, said, well, we've got, oh, she went to Harvard, so, hey, hey, everybody's transgender now. All the Democrats, all my kids have switched genders, the Democrats are saying. So let's have Dylan Mulvaney pitch Bud Light. That's a good idea. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. How to make $27 billion disappear. As last time I checked, I had him in it. And uh, also, since Joe Biden came to town, we've got war in Europe, which you notice the news media is completely ignoring it. And uh, talking to a friend on the sea cruise, as a matter of fact, who said, who pointed out to me correctly, have you noticed that none of the television news media show uh, any of the combat violence? You know, there is no news reporter standing out there at the front lines with shots going by. They've got a bunch of cheesy B-roll with Ukrainians firing AK-47s into the air. There's never any dead bodies being pulled out, never any hot combat going on. The news media is not covering it. They covered it in Iraq. Uh, they covered it in Vietnam. They covered it in Afghanistan. But in Ukraine, you don't see any of this, right? Well, now, uh, my friend, Gunnery Sergeant, Marine Corps Gunnery Sergeant, Jesse Jane Duff, who's just great, and she was on my Newsmax show last night and Monday night. Um, and um, she's retweeted a Newsmax story, Newsmax story. Ukraine conflict, quote, permanent, end quote. Dmitry Medvedev, Russia's former president, has warned that Moscow's confrontation with the West will last decades. Thank Joe Biden and the Democrats and the military-industrial complex. He's the military-industrial complex president, and President Trump is not. President Trump has said he'd end this in a day, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did. So Dmitry Medvedev says that the conflict with the West, Putin and the communists, and you know, this is the left, they're at war with the West and us, and the Democrat Party is the left. Right? And they've taken over the schools and the universities and the media. And, uh, and everything is turned upside down, in case you're wondering why. So uh, the confrontation of the West will last decades, and its conflict with Ukraine could become permanent. That's what he's saying. Permanent, it's a permanent conflict with uh, Ukraine. And we in the West, you know, thanks, Joe Biden. But when you're a Democrat, that's okay. Keeping in mind that Democrat presidents Jefferson Davis of the Confederate States of America in the Civil War, progressive Democrat President Woodrow Wilson got us into World War I, uh, progressive Democrat President Franklin Delano Roosevelt into World War II, uh, Democrat President, less progressive, Harry Truman got us into the Korean War, uh, progressive President John F. Kennedy, and then progressive President Lyndon Baines Johnson got us into Vietnam and then got us into Vietnam up to our eyeballs. Richard Nixon got us out. Ask any college graduate, they'll tell you that Vietnam is Richard Nixon's war because information dominance, corruption, 
That's the thing. All right, so I wanted to get to some of that stuff. And, uh, and it's good stuff. The, uh, the Democrat Party is, of course, insane, and they're racist, and they are their party of the Confederate States of America. And they gave us the white knights of the Ku Klux Klan and every single Jim Crow law, and they stood in every schoolhouse door, and uh, on and on. Now, in California, Democrat progressive Governor Gavin Newsom, who is, I think, a toothpaste model, he, um, and they're planning on running him for president when uh, the Biden administration blows up, uh, which they're, they're in the process of doing. Um, and uh, here's the uh, headline from the Washington Examiner. The Washington Post doesn't cover the news. They cover up the news. California reparations plan. You know, the Democrats created a reparations panel where hundreds of billions of dollars would be given to black people in California uh, at the expense of uh, white people and Asians and people that had no links to anything related to slavery, but that doesn't matter. It's a shakedown. It's a gun to the head. Uh, California reparations plan calls for ending child support debt, but only for black people, but only for black people because they're racists and it's a shakedown. Okay, it's about stealing people's money. California's reparations task force called on the state legislature to cancel child support debt for black residents. Sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Because, you know, have the kids, um, uh, abandon the kids, uh, be uh, adjudicated in court that you're required to pay child support. Don't pay the child support. Then there are fines and penalties for not paying the child support. And then the Democrats come along, create a panel to say, let's do away with that, but only for black people. Talk about your soft bigotry of low expectations. Man, oh man, a Shevitz. Is nearly 1,100-page report released last week, the group suggested eliminating interest on past-due child support and back debt on the payments, but only for black people because they're racists, okay? That's the thing. And don't let Asians into the good colleges just because they study hard and get good grades and high test scores. That's it. The report says that these laws are, quote, discriminatory, end quote, and have torn African-American families apart. Yeah, that's, that's what's happening here. That's, that's it. So that's what the Democrats are up to in California. And uh, hundreds of billions, hundreds and hundreds of billions uh, for um, reparations. And, uh, by the way, uh, never mind that child support stuff. Like Hunter Biden, you know, who re- refused to pay uh, child support and denied pa- uh, paternity and all that good stuff. You know, uh, CBD, you know CBD. CBD is everywhere. They're uh, putting it in, well, everything. And my friends at Generic CBD have infused it into their number one best-selling deep-penetrating muscle and joint cream. And let me tell you something. The stuff is uh, quite amazing. It melts right into your knees, your elbows, your shoulder, your back, uh, and your stiff hands, too. It uh, goes to work in seconds. Uh, you put it out in the morning. It uh, lasts forever and ever. Uh, people love this stuff. Plus, uh, I got to tell you, it's a fantastic moisturizer. The company is called GenericCBD.com. Um, you've heard about them. You've heard me talk about them before. They sell premium CBD products for less money. Thank you very much. And right now, you can try their muscle and joint cream for free. That's right, for free. Now, you pay $2.95 to help with the shipping, but that's it. Don't worry, it's not a subscription or anything like that. No strings attached. They just want you to try it because, you know, they know you're going to love it. And you are going to love it. Everybody loves it. 
Get your free sample at genericcbd.com, G-E-N-E-R-I-C-C-B-D.com. That's genericcbd.com. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, any, prevent any disease or illness. Ba-dum, ba-dum, bum. All right, and then we've got the, um, you know, the, the media, they do have it on the phony front page of the corrupt Washington Post. Uh, Trump-appointed judge restricted the Biden administration from trampling free speech, and the anti-free speech American media is furious about it. That's coming up. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Ah, yes. We're about halfway through today's uh, big radio broadcast. And the, uh, the Democrats, they, they need to stop giving me so much crazy. They are, they are wackadoodle-doo. And we do have the story, the big, big story coming up uh, on uh, the trampling of free speech in America by the so-called Democratic Party, which, as you know, isn't. Let's, uh, let's grab a quick call. We don't have a lot of time, but we've got a, a T-shirt suggestion. Let's go to George calling from New Hampshire, a tiny little state up north. Hey, George. Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, I just have a suggestion for the uh, apparel store. Um, maybe a new T-shirt for uh, Drug Test Hunter or Drug Test Brandon, something on that. Maybe even a lawn sign. I don't really care. I'd be interested <laughs> in buying one for this, for this next uh you know, drug test hunter, a lawn sign. I think that's a fun idea. Drug test hunter lawn sign. You know, there's always a danger with things like that, though, George. Right. Because yeah. the Democrats are violent and they attack and destroy things all the time. <laughs> yeah, that is an issue, isn't it? It really is. They, uh, you know, like an American flag in front of your house is in danger every day. At least it is in Washington, D.C. Because of Democrats when they're not shooting people. Oh, yeah, while I was gone, the Democrats got back to their church-burning roots. You know how Democrats love to burn churches, especially Catholic churches. And uh, while I was uh, gone on the annual sea cruise, next year we're uh, doing a British, well, we're starting in Amsterdam, which is in Holland, and then and then we're going to uh, Ireland and Northern Ireland and Scotland and Wales and uh, then merry old England. 
uh, mostly English-speaking countries. Can't understand most of them anyway, but, uh, but it's English um, that they're trying. So here's the story from the uh, National Catholic Register, because the Washington Post and the New York Times don't report on the Democrats burning churches. They think it's perfectly normal. That's dog bites man. Democrat burns church. Catholic Church set ablaze on Dobbs' anniversary. That's the abortion thing. They really love exterminating 40% of the black population year after year and harvesting the organs. What do they do with all the organs, Michael? Catholic Church set ablaze on Dobbs' anniversary in Orlando, Florida. That's where uh, Disney World is, right? They've got the... Uh, probably a transgender affiliation, too. The fire occurred on the one-year anniversary of the overturning of the 1973 landmark Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion nationwide. Nationwide, because the Democrats gave it the bum's rush to the Supreme Court where they had a majority and they knew they'd get it through. So investigators with the Orlando Fire Department are looking into what started a blaze at the Incarnation Catholic Church in Orlando, Florida, causing severe damage to the inside of the building. I, I still remember when the Democrats set fire to the Church of the Presidents across from the White House while uh, Donald Trump was living in the White House. That was during days of violent riots where more than 180 police officers were injured. Uh, they burned the only building in Lafayette Park across from the White House. They set the Church of the Presidents on fire because that's what they do. A terrible scene. Fires burning here along H Street. We do smell. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're getting tear gassed. And uh, unfortunately, I can add uh, just a moment ago, it does appear that St. John's Church is on fire. Kevin Cork with the Fox News Channel. Uh, CNN said, and, and MSDNC said it was mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful. We have mostly peaceful shirts and mugs at the uh, Chris Plant store as well. So, uh, yeah, the uh, fire just, uh, while I was gone on the sea cruise, they're burning more churches. The Democrats love to burn churches. And uh, it's funny, nobody's ever charged. Remember, the attorney general was asked about this, and he said that uh, it happens at night, and apparently they can't see at night. So the, nothing is done about that. Pretty amazing stuff. Very funny. Uh, also, a dim-witted Hollywood actor who was in the excellent TV show The Sopranos. He was Christopher Moltisante, right? Christopher, right? Uh, Michael Imperial, he's, he's, he should play dress-up and make-believe and read other people's words and don't pretend that you understand anything because you're, you're a maroon, all right? And uh, Christopher Imperioli, this uh, was yesterday, I believe. CNN was very excited. Michael Imperioli, uh, Imperioli forbids, quote, bigots and homophobes end quote, from watching his work. What a moron. Following Supreme Court ruling, following Supreme Court ruling that he fails to understand he's uh, not bright enough. You know, you're in Hollywood. Just sit there and be stupid and be happy that you're paid to be stupid. Right? Actor uh, Michael Imperioli has something to say about the Supreme Court's Friday ruling in favor of a Christian website designer who refuses to create websites to celebrate same-sex weddings. I've decided, he says, to forbid, which obviously he can't do, bigots and homophobes, he's a bigot, uh, and uh, confused and ignorant. 
I've decided to forbid bigots and homophobes from watching The Sopranos, White Lotus, Goodfellas, or any movie or TV show I've been in. What a moron, honestly. Does it get any dumber than this? Imperioli said uh, in uh, the caption of a post on Instagram page on Saturday, Thank you, Supreme Court, for allowing me to discriminate and exclude those who I don't agree with and I'm opposed to. USA, USA. Fourth of July weekend, he's got to make it an insult uh, against the nation because that's what they did. And a lot of them uh, did that over the weekend, too. The uh, idiot actor known for his role in The Sopranos and, and a TV show on HBO called White Lotus. This story is by CNN, which is owned by the same company that owns HBO because it's all a great big circle fest. And uh, there it is. Posted a screenshot of a news report that he didn't understand with the headline, Supreme Court protects web designer who won't do gay wedding websites. Now, here's the, uh, the thing about this, this idiot. He, he doesn't understand anything about the Supreme Court decision. The, uh, the question, you see, Colorado passed a law that saying that uh, no business can uh, decline to provide services to anybody based on, you know, race, gender, religion, um, uh, sexual orientation, transgender, cross-dressing, uh, lipstick-wearing, uh, Democrats, uh, whatever, right? And a woman who's a devout Catholic, she says, uh, decided that that law was, was crazy. And I uh, said, well, wait a minute. So you can force me to, like, uh, for example, uh, here, let's uh, bring this to Michael Imperioli and his idiot friends. Uh, you can go to a, um, a Muslim web designer and say, make me a web, uh, make, build me a website that says that Islam is a terrorist organization, right? And that um, Muslims are homicidal maniacs, right? And, and the Muslim web designer says, well, I don't want to do that. that. I don't believe that. And I'm not going to do that. Michael Imperioli would have it that, oh, well, you have to because you can't uh, decline to uh, produce a website that someone wants to build. Oh, well, well, that's just hate speech. Okay. But, uh, but the person who wants it done is black and gay and an immigrant. And, uh, and, and they have their family was kidnapped and decapitated on video by a Muslim terrorist group in Syria. And, uh, and no, now you got to make it, you see. Now, the woman went to, um, went to uh, took it to court and said, I don't think you should be able to, state law, should be able to force me, require me to violate my religious beliefs. The Catholic Church does not support same-sex marriage and we protect religious freedoms and religious liberties in the United States of America in the Bill of Rights under the First Amendment. And the question is not whether, and, and the lady says, um, I'm happy, I have gay clients. I, I'm happy, you know, you're gay, you want web design support, come to me, I'm your person. But don't compel me to violate my religious beliefs by forcing me to create a web page for same-sex couples getting married for weddings, right? She doesn't even make wedding websites, but she said, but I think I want to make wedding websites. There's big business there, so I do that. But at the same time, I don't want, I, I still want to be able to respect the, the Catholic Church and the te teachings of the Church. And so she said she doesn't want to do that. Now, Michael Imperial is a dumb actor, obviously, 
Now, the, the SCOTUS blog, Supreme Court of the United States blog, conservative justices, uh, they, uh, you know, are poised to, and then they, and then they did rule, poised to protect, to side with web designer who opposes same-sex marriage. Well, she opposes being forced to violate her religious principles, okay? That's what she opposed, and uh, the Supreme Court sided with her, saying that that the state law cannot compel her to do work that violates her religious beliefs. And, uh, and Democrats are furious about this because they want the, you know, they believe that, as uh, Chairman Mao said, that uh, all political power comes from the barrel of a gun. And there's a great soundbite we have an Obama administration official uh, saying exactly that. And they view the state as a weapon, as an implement of terror. And they will impose their will because they're not liberals, they're the left. And they will impose their will upon you. And they don't care what you think about it. And that's what the California, uh, excuse me, the Colorado law says. We know this is largely about power, that it's an adults only, no limit game. We kind of agree with Mao that political power comes largely from the barrel of a gun. Ron Bloom of the Obama-Biden administration and... And uh, the, uh, the, the woman that uh, challenged the law in Colorado was standing up for religious liberties and the First Amendment. And the Supreme Court sided with religious liberties and the First Amendment. And this, of course, made Democrats furious. Just like the Supreme Court ruling that Harvard could no longer discriminate against Asians in admissions processes uh, just because... Uh, too many Asians do well on standardized tests and get high GPAs uh, doesn't mean you can discriminate against them um, because then you'd have too many Asians on campus. So, you know, liberals were furious, Democrats were furious when the Supreme Court banned racism because that is the very definition of racism and racial discrimination. But the Democrats are in favor of racism and racial discrimination. And that's what the Harvard case was about, the Supreme Court, that infuriated Democrats. I keep looking for one of them to self-immolate on the steps of the Supreme Court like a Democrat did last year on Earth Day, self-immolate like a Buddhist monk. So this uh, woman in Colorado, uh, Lori Smith is her name, and she challenged a law on the books that Democrats passed in Colorado that uh, allegedly prohibits most businesses from discriminating against LGBTQ customers. Well, I mean, again, uh, go to, what, you notice they never do this with Muslim uh, businesses? Have you noticed that? Uh, or even with immigrant businesses, but, uh, but they, they are uh, awful, terrible, horrible people. And they occasionally burn Catholic churches, and, and, uh, and then that's not news um, and if you protect religious liberties in the United States of America, then uh, you're called a bigot and a homophobe. And then Michael Imperioli wants to discriminate against, uh, you know, he's a fake Catholic and uh, discriminate against uh, Catholics and not respect people's religious beliefs. Just like they're attacking the Muslim parents now, who I'm with 100%, who want the opt-out option when it comes to indoctrinating their children in Montgomery County, Maryland, in grammar school as to the LGBTQ and transgender way of life in the first grade, second grade, and third grade, which Democrats are trying to do right now. So we got that going for us. That's a good story. Now, uh, because it's all about free speech, let's go to uh, the, uh, 
the latest uh, story because this is this is pretty crazy, and it is the front page of the Washington Post, and they're they're very corrupt. They're not a news organization at all, really. They're just a Democrat Party front group, and we know that. So, um, federal judge limits Biden officials' contacts with social media sites. And then the uh, Trump-appointed judge accuses Biden regime of violating First Amendment in blistering opinion, calling what the Democrats have been doing Orwellian, calling it censorship of conservatives. And, um, and it's quite amazing. Oh, it's a Trump-appointed judge. Really? And I point out how they only point out it's a Trump-appointed judge or a Bush-appointed judge when they disagree with the verdict. When they agree with it, it's always a Democrat-appointed judge, and that's okay. So uh, let's go to some of the audio of the Democrat media responding to, uh, to all of this. Now, well, actually, let's go to soundbite number eight. And I know I've, I'm running out the clock on myself again, aren't I? Yes, I am. But let's go to Matt Taibbi who is an ACLU liberal Democrat, but a journalist who was brought in by Elon Musk to Twitter to expose what the FBI and the corrupt deep state had been doing to trample free speech in America and to keep true stories about Hunter Biden and the laptop and so on from reaching the public. Matt Taibbi testifying before Congress on March 9th. The original promise of the Internet was that it might democratize the exchange of information globally. A free internet would overwhelm all attempts to control information flow, its very existence a threat to anti-democratic forms of government everywhere. What we found in the files was a sweeping effort to reverse that promise and use machine learning and other tools to turn the internet into an instrument of censorship and social control. Unfortunately, our own government appears to be playing a lead role. Censorship and, uh, and uh, control over information. The Democrats have seized this to trample free speech. Um, and it's what information dominance is about. Also a Democrat and a journalist, Michael Schellenberger, testifying on the same day, March 9th. Government officials have been caught repeatedly pushing social media platforms to censor disfavored users and content. Often these acts of censorship threaten the legal protection social media companies need to exist. They aren't asking for a national debate over the limits of the First Amendment. Rather, they are creating blacklists of disfavored people and then pressuring, cajoling, and demanding that social media platforms censor, deamplify, and even ban the people on those lists. That's the Democrat Party that is doing that and the Biden administration and the news media, which is just an engorged appendage on the uh, body politic politic of the Democrat Party. And uh, remember, the Democratic Party isn't. Now, wait till you hear what the news media is saying about this decision. That's coming right up. Banner, banner. Now, on our uh, Twitter account, um, post of the New York Times headline, the New York Times headline read, when the court decision came down, Protecting free speech in America, which the New York Times opposes. Breaking news. A judge limited Biden administration officials from contacting social media sites, comma, a ruling that could curtail efforts to fight disinformation, comma, censor Americans. Now, the disinformation that they say they were fighting include the Hunter Biden laptop, which was all real. The emails, all real. Lab leak theory out of Wuhan, real. Uh, COVID face mask uh, effectiveness, 
the effectiveness of lockdowns, the efficacy of the vaccines, uh, questions about the 2020 election, vote-by-mail concerns. They've killed parody accounts, parody accounts that were critical of the Bidens, negative posts about Joe Biden, negative posts about the economy under Joe Biden, and that's censorship. That's third-world banana boat stuff, and the left is here, make no mistake. Now, here's the news media on this because they're not on the side of freedom and liberty. They're not on the side of the First Amendment. They've got another Harvard lawyer on CNN named Ellie Honig, who is a ferret and he's un-American. Who are the parties here? Now, the plaintiffs, the parties who brought this lawsuit are the Republican AGs from the states of Louisiana and Missouri. The Free defendants, speech. the people who they've sued are essentially the entire executive branch of the federal government, past and present. The named, there are 54 named defendants here, including the president, Dr. Fauci, who's retired, the Surgeon General, and essentially every meaningful federal agency, including HHS, CDC, DOJ, and so forth. They love the lie. It's the lie they love. And they want to censor speech uh, that might be politically harmful to them. And CNN and the New York Times are in favor. Here's the allegation that the plaintiffs make. They say that the defendants, quote, colluded with and or coerced social media platforms to suppress disfavored speakers, viewpoints and content. We know that to be true. We know that because of liberal ACLU loving lawyer Matt Taibbi who revealed that after reviewing uh, the situation when the FBI contacted the executives at Twitter and the FBI contacted the executives at Facebook and trampled stories about Hunter Biden and the laptop on the lead up to Election Day, tampering in our presidential election. People should be in prison. Uh, the lab leak theory, oh, no, you can't spread information. That's disinformation, misinformation. No, it came from the uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China. The decision that was issued yesterday includes hundreds of examples of the administration, various officials reaching out to social media platforms about certain articles and certain content that was posted. But the True. most common areas of focus in the decision are really these three things. COVID, mass requirements, vaccines, the efficacy, the 2020 election and election security in general, and of course, Hunter Biden. How dare you discuss that in the public square? The federal government must intervene and trample your free speech to protect themselves from the truth getting out. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.